What's up, everyone? My name is Kyle, and this is the Pain Cave Chronicles podcast, featuring yours truly and two of my best friends, Cody and Sean. Here, we're going to be breaking down our interesting relationship with endurance training. We're going to be chatting through marathon training, including nutrition, injury prevention, mindset, gear, and because we already dedicate too much time to discussing English football, we thought we would also add to each episode our own hot takes on the goings-on in the Premier League. So sit back, don't relax too much, and join us in exploring the pain cave. Episode six. Welcome everybody uh, back to the pain cave chronicles. We have had, uh, you know, a, a pretty good week. Everyone's been doing their own thing. Sean's been getting some traveling in. He got that West Coast runs. Uh, I think there's still some salty water left in his hair from enjoying <laughs> Uh, the cool vibes of the West Coast. I just like painted such a picture of the West Coast as if it was, I don't know. It's accurate. Um, and yeah, Cody Cody got some killer miles in. We were keeping track of him, posting pictures. You know, I, w- I would know instantly if Cody's accounts got hacked because he would post a picture that didn't have at least one of his cats in it. <laughs> um, that's, I would call him right away if I saw some, any of that behavior. Um, and... I I continued to build a little bit on uh, what I did from the week prior, uh, and the miles are kind of flowing. Although we'll get to it, uh, I think we're all still dealing with some some little aches and pains, and trying not to make too much of it while also being proactive about it. And we'll get into that a bit more. And uh, yeah, to all the listeners, I hope you're having some good runs out there too. This isn't just about us. This is about you. It's a team sport. Um, but with that little bit of an intro out of the way, we decided ahead of time that Cody would be kicking us off first with oh, his yeah. miles and workouts, and I will pass the baton. And before we do anything, drum roll, we'll get a nice, a nice oh, Ollie pop, pop crack, nice. an orange squeeze today. This is a new flavor. Mm. The Holly pops, a new flavor for me. It's pretty Return good. Return of the pop. It's pretty good. It doesn't enter the top three. Not yet. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's let's jump right into uh, right into my week. Um, <clears throat> pretty pretty awesome week. Coming back from injury, uh, or at least a little ache and, aches and pains. Uh, so Monday we started off with an easy five point two two miles, and something about not rounding off to the uh, nearest mile is kind of killing me. But uh, that's why I'm gonna definitely say the 0.22 here. So yeah, easy 5.22 miles on Monday. Uh, Tuesday was an off day, um, rested then still had some tightness in my calves from, uh, last Saturday's 12 miler, uh, progression. So definitely relish that, that Tuesday rest there. Um, and in preparation for my Wednesday quality session, which in total was eight miles, Five miles of which were easy. Two miles were at or right around right around uh, seven fifteen pace, and then one mile uh, cool down there. Definitely uh, had some had some tight calves after that. I think my Strava note was that uh, I'm I'm feeling it in my calves, Mister Krabs. Uh, <laughs> so definitely definitely felt that um, Thursday because of that. I had seven miles planned. I 
changed that around. The weather was kind of poor. It was cold and it was snowing. So I opted for a 45 minute ride in the morning, uh, plus a strength session there before work. And then that afternoon I, um, headed over to the chiropractor and, uh, had a nice, had a nice little session with, uh, DeBull chiropractic, um, so that felt great. Friday, I was definitely feeling a little guilty. I think that was supposed to be an off day, but I ended up just going out for about four and a half easy miles. Um, kind of looks like a progression run. I did pick it up a little bit, I think mostly because I was feeling good and just just kind of wanted to open up my legs there. Um, and then Saturday, this was a big, pretty big workout for me. Uh, it's definitely a little bit daunting. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about kind of the prep for this a little later. But that was a ten mile total uh, with a two mile warm up, and then eight miles at or around uh, about seven forty pace. Um, and then Sunday was uh, a rest day. So in total. What does that put me at? 27.66 miles for the week. So about 10 more miles than last week. I think that's my my biggest uh, week by, you know, half a mile um, so far in this session. So, you know, honestly, coming back from injury and, um, you know, just easing in, having to stretch my calves a lot and really kind of focus in on those. Um, So still pretty, pretty happy with that. Definitely happy with that with that Saturday run. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty stoked. I, uh, I'm, I'm curious about, um, the Wednesday session, what, what kind of made that tough, I guess? Like what, what was it? Um, what was it that you think really led, or is this something we've already talked about? Like leading to like the calves, uh, really getting, is that just you picking it up still a little bit and. I think I think for sure. Yeah, I think especially after doing that kind of slow five and then really picking it up, you know, going from a a 10 minute pace and then quickly going to a three, you know, dropping three minutes off of that. um, That definitely. Yeah, I could feel it. And maybe maybe I didn't prep for that enough. That was an early morning run. It's always hard to prep for Mm -hmm. those. So, yeah, there could have definitely been some you know, a few things that I lacked doing in the warm up, like, you know, calf raises or just, you know, some calf activation, um, what have you there. But I'm not, honestly, I can't, can't tell you. I think once the calves start getting tight, it's like every time I'm up on my toes getting faster, Mm -hmm. it's like instant aggravation, um, instant tightness. And just like, yeah, you can feel the pump for, for sure. Do you feel like on the long runs, you kind of, work through it a little bit is there or is it the same it's definitely one of those things where when you're running you don't feel it as much and as soon as you stop right. and start walking that's when you're like oh my god you almost need to keep running to just work through it um which is weird because i've heard a lot of people say that they get calves or calf cramps and like ultra marathons and they just kind of keep going and they dissolve uh but <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> I've never had that happen to me anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> um, I definitely wanted to ask you about the stationary bike mm. and like what paint me a picture of when you're on the, like, are we watching YouTube? Are we just putting headphones in? Like 
what what's your what's your stationary bike setup looking like yeah it's it's exactly that i'm i'm <laughs> my phone is up i'm watching you know some running video i think that morning i was watching um callum elson had his uh bu track yep. invite i watched that on youtube and then i think just going through podcasts i think i actually w- listened to the rest of our our podcast uh that morning so um yeah but definitely review. definitely watching something listening to something watching tv there's a tv right there but by no means am i going hard i'm trying to like it's a serious recovery just moving the moving the muscles moving the joints around and uh just having having a sweat is is really all i want to get there what i'm just peppering this is the last <laughs> question i got last last question i got my bad i feel like i'm coming in hot well <laughs> cody's on trial i'm ready this is this is you you're rocking it um and i'm just making these things up but uh the long run um well i wanted to ask what is your goal full marathon pace and how are you feeling with i know we've talked about it's not all i know i've had the exact same problem of like it's not necessarily like can you do a pace it's knowing what it feels like and just being able to do it over and over again Mm -hmm. like my legs can do it it's just like knowing exactly what it feels like so that you can cruise kind of without either checking or feeling just i guess extra stress that you're going too fast going too slow do you feel what is kind of your that marathon goal pace and how are how's that maybe coming along and it's fine if it's the same because it's only been a week since i probably asked you the same question (laughs) no no you're good it's so i'm gonna try to my i'm gonna revisit this so like my goal is a three between a 310 and a 315 is my goal so all of these paces are designed around a 315 pace which is a 727 per mile a 310 pace is a 715 per mile so that's those, you know, the Wednesday workout uh, was was that kind of like upper echelon of of my goal pace. And that was yeah. tough. But the Saturday run. So that was, I think, we'll say 740 pace. Um, so that's like, yeah, getting comfortable at that pace. I, I'm kind of forgetting what your question was, but like being comfortable at that pace. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. It's definitely I was surprised, uh, to say the least. Like Mm -hmm. I definitely was not expecting to kind of do the full eight. I, I was kind of had another in my head thinking, you know, do two, uh, and then see, you know, just, just keep doing one at a time. Don't look at the full eight. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, I mean, the pace felt, the pace felt good, honestly, and my legs felt decent during the pace. So that was definitely a testament to, to the fitness. I have an extension I mean, to that definitely f- question. Sorry, yeah. Kyle. With with um your eight at race pace, I looked at that and I was like, that's a pretty long time at that pace. That was really impressive. I know when I've tried to do that in the yeah. past, it's it almost takes me a mile or two to get to that faster pace. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I can kind of autopilot for a little bit. Did it take you a few miles to like get to the pace you wanted to get, or was it straight away after your two mile cooldown? right at the fast pace and you were good to go for the, for the remaining seven or eight. Yeah. I think honestly, I think my two mile warm up wasn't really, it, it was kind of that it was mm-hmm. like, I think maybe the first one was like a nine ten, and then I was down to an eight thirty five, and yeah. then I was just in it. And then 
right. you know, just shot off. Um, what kind of helped me too is, as I was saying on my Friday, that that kind of four and a half mile like pickup progression run. I just kind of I tried to get into that seven forty seven thirty pace just to see how it felt, so that mm. I'd be, you know, I would have an idea of what it would feel like the next day. Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, I just I just kind of jumped into it. The first mile, I mean, the first mile was definitely the hardest, right? Like just to like, you're getting used to that. it. Yeah, but also the most surprising because you're, you know, you're cruising. You think you're going eight thirty, and you look down at your watch, and you're like, "Oh no, I'm definitely I'm going seven thirty instead." And uh, it's a nice surprise instead of the other way around, which I've had on a few occasions. Yeah, it's the opposite for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I'm flying. I look down, it's like nine (laughs) forty. Right. I was gonna say, how many times are you on one of your your easy runs, and you think you're flying, and you look down exactly, and you're going nine thirty, and you're like. Mm -hmm. I feel like I should be going wet. I feel like I'm going way faster. Right yeah. Now. Um, but yeah, no, it, I, I will say the first mile of that and in, in the last mile or, or maybe mile seven, cause there was a pretty gnarly hill. So I remember like my heart rate was like skied and I needed to just take, you know, two seconds to just breathe and then mm-hmm. took back into it. But um, there was definitely some mental, like I had to overcome some mental, you know, pain cave, um, to to finish that up for sure awesome man yeah i mean when i saw that on strava i was like damn go cody so eight miles at that race pace is like i mean that's a you're working your way up to the i mean you had four and a half five more miles to that and you know you're you're doing a half marathon at that pace yeah i know yeah i was and never have i felt you know as prepared as i do now you know the fitness Mm -hmm. is absolutely absolutely paying off loving it Did you carry the soft flask? You know what? I did not carry the soft flask that day. I kind of forgot it, um, but I did end up taking a gel at mile seven. um, And that was to our point last uh, last episode about, you know, like fueling while we're doing these fast miles. Um, It's weird. It is definitely weird, but I feel like it's easier with those BPN gels. I, I haven't again, haven't tried the Univeds, so I can't speak to that, but just the like very liquidy aspect of the BPN gels. Like you can mm-hmm. just Super shove them easy. in your mouth and it's like drinking water. Yeah. But I would have liked water. Time. I would have liked some water to kind of clear my throat after <laughs> you always get that kind of weird phlegm, you know, just kind of sitting in the back of your throat, but yep. you oh, yeah. get over it. But yeah. Well, I, uh, now that you've, you know, stood up in front of the, the court and answered all my questions, uh, What's I guess verdict? what is right. Um, what is perhaps your biggest takeaway from your week? Um, per, that could possibly be, you know, a lesson or applied to any listeners, uh, training themselves. Two takeaways that kind of tie into each other is that that Thursday session that I had with seven miles planned, it killed me to not do it, but it helped me in the long run because it made me that much more prepared for my long run on Saturday. And the second takeaway that's similar but different is you're a lot tougher than you think you are mentally and physically. So, Mm. you know, going into that eight miles was a very, you know, that that was daunting for sure. And I remember telling myself, you know, I don't know if I can do this, but once I got into it, I just had to mentally push through and then know that I'm going to eat a bunch of 
good food after this and I'm going to have a rest day tomorrow and a hot bath waiting for me. So those are my biggest takeaways from this week of training. Heck yeah. Yep. Love that. Mm-hmm. And uh, can I can I transition to you, Sean? I suppose. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I want the world traveler to be number two. Oh, yes, indeed. And what a week of travel it was. Um, <laughs> well, I finished. I got 38 miles total for this week, which ironically is the most I've gotten so far in a training block. And, and surprisingly, most of the miles felt good. So mm-hmm. I had to fly out to San Francisco mid or San Diego midweek for a conference. So on Monday, I just got an easy five miles in kind of a recovery run after the barn loop on Sunday. Tuesday, I woke up super early, went to the track at Albany. I texted you, Kyle. I was like, do they have the track lights on? And they did not. But yeah. there was enough people running around with track lights. It kind of illuminated the uh, the, the track. Oh, cool. So it was a six mile run total a mile warm-up, four miles at race pace between 650 and 7 flat, and then a mile cooldown. A funny one there, I met a whole bunch of people who do a running club in Albany. It's Cap City Runners, I think if I remember correctly. And they were doing interval workouts as well. We talked at the end. uh, Super cool group of people, but they're there. So if uh, there are runners in the capital region looking for a group, look them up on Facebook. They are a plenty, but that was my Tuesday run. Wednesday, I flew out at five in the morning to San Diego. It was about a seven hour flight. And when I got in, it was so sunny and nice, like 65 degrees. I had about two hours between when I got there and when I had to meet up with the team for work. So I actually went and took a seven mile run along the bay. We were kind of close to the airport, but all along it is a pretty nice long route right along the water. And that just felt amazing. I was like, ah, I'm alive. But I had to run it a little bit faster than I wanted to. And that was kind of a theme for the rest of the runs for, for the week because I was in a bit of a, a time crunch. And I got to say, excuse my language, that felt like shit. Um, the being on a <laughs> being on a plane for a second. I thought you were going to say, oh, it felt great. No, no, it did not. <laughs> Um, being on a plane for that long and then just kind of like the lack of sleep and proper food, I could just feel the fatigue of my body, but I just, I wanted to get a run in. It was too nice. I was like, even if it isn't feeling great, like it's just too nice of a day and I don't think I'm going to find a lot of time. So I got seven miles in there. Thursday was totally off. I had a conference all day and then we hosted a party at the Padres arena after. So that was like, God, 14 hours it feels like on my feet so my feet were pretty achy but i was able to you know if the team went out afterwards to go drink i decided to go back and just like recalibrate a little bit and um i got a quite a bit amount of sleep and recovered but with the jet lag i was waking up at like 3 a.m you know and my body was just like okay it's east coast time so on friday i had to be at the conference but not until 10 30 so in the morning I did that same run again, got eight miles, and that was supposed to be a slow eight, but left a little late and then got four miles in and realized like, oh, I'm way tighter on time than I thought I was. So I ended up making it a slow four, fast four, and kind of like sprinting back the second half of the run to get back in time for the conference. And I 
think I it was like an 848, an 817, an 837, and then like a 701. So I was gunning it <laughs> to get back to the hotel on time. But um, got another eight in. Saturday was off totally. I flew back, got in um, pretty late. And then Sunday I did 12 miles and did a five by five by two. So five miles kind of at like a warm up slow pace low nine minute miles and then i did five miles progressing up to a 650 650 is kind of the pace that i ideally want to be able to run the half marathon at to do a, a 130 so the five miles that i did in the middle of the of the 12 were a 742 a 717 a 708 a 702 and then the last one was a 650 and that actually felt really good kind of doing five miles nearing race pace i'm getting the groove a little bit like cody said kind of feeling where the autopilot mode is and and sitting in it and then i did a two mile cool down truthfully i wanted to get to 40 but i kind of felt towards the very end of the run on sunday a a reappearance of of the injury that i had two weeks ago kind of in my lower left calf and achilles and i was like you know as much as my ego wants to hit that 40 number just stop take it slow so kind of just like moseyed on back but yeah i mean between travel and uh lack of adequate sleep and nutrition 38 miles total was was pretty good but i definitely think i over indexed a little bit and i'm going to take i think the next three four days to just kind of get back into my sleep routine get my nutrition back and start to do some really intense rehab. So I'm thinking another kind of like slow week, this upcoming one with like maybe mid twenties towards the tail end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. You definitely put your, I mean, I feel like when people talk about or think about traveling being difficult, they only, I know for me, the first thing is just the jet lag, Yeah. but considering the diet and the i guess like time on feet you said like no one is generally going whether it's vacation or Mm -hmm. for work or whatever it is like you're pretty rare i mean some people i guess do like chill vacations that's not something i was ever brought up doing (laughs) so i don't understand what that is um so i i think you knocked out of the ballpark i i gotta ask first off Mm. what what shoes did you bring did, did you only bring one pair of shoes i did i couldn't fit a lot i had to pack a lot for work just like my laptop keyboard like just a whole bunch of things because we had a booth set up so i didn't have a lot of space so i brought the invincibles and boy man i like i feel like i have such a love hate with them because sometimes <laughs> they feel so cushiony but i think because i was so jet lagged and tired they just felt really heavy on my feet and a little bit like if i tie them super tight i don't get as much heel slippage but when i tie them super tight sometimes it aggravates my arches a little bit so i loosen them up and then i get a little bit of heel slippage and i i don't know it just they didn't feel great this week um so i kind of wish i brought a different pair but oh well and i brought let me let me caveat i brought them intentionally because i said to myself i'm not going to do fast miles when i'm traveling and just I ended up having to do it because of poor time management. So that's on me. Um, well, I guess I wanted to uh, I, I just I, I was on my long run on Sunday mm-hmm. and I you don't know how motivated I was. And I'll talk about it in my part that I was like, all right, I got to my turnaround point and I was like, I want to see how far I can get before I see Sean coming <laughs> out on his barn loop. Yeah. 
And then I just never saw you. And I was like, man. I was at Bree Lynn's. At least I did worked. the rail trail right next me. to it. That would have been hilarious though if we crossed paths. I was I was fully ready to be like, you know, oh hi Sean. <laughs> I miss you, Kyle. Like going the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we'll gotta coordinate that better next time so we can overlap. Yeah. Whenever there's a workout where one of us needs to go, like, you know, doing like eight or nine, maybe at marathon pace or something, and mm-hmm. you need like you want to see how far you can get before you see me. That'll be right. Good, uh, that'll be the race. Actually, quick motivation. Quick side note on on the barn loop. When I was there two weeks ago, the for the listeners, we always take a restroom break at the same spot, and it's right before the first hill. <laughs> and last time I was running, there was a cop posted up right at our spot, and I was like, "Man, either he thinks that's a good spot to catch people, or somebody in one of the houses across was like, these dang runners keep." Peeing right around <laughs> my property, and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it! I gotta find it's a pretty, new spot." It's a pretty good spot. It's a pretty good spot to sit for for cops. Too. It's a nice break like too, right before you do hill. a long hill. So I don't know, Kyle, if you saw a, a cop there at at your run on Sunday, but I I I saw that two weeks ago, and I just forgot to text you. I was like, "Ah, oh, they're on to us." <laughs> oh no! I I just assume you know a handful of you know. The Albany Police Department are just really big fans of the Pain Cave Chronicles podcast. I should have just hoping to hang out. <laughs> we should have asked if they Get wanted an autograph. Gels. Like, hey, do you want an autograph? You know? And they're like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, they just they're trying to support their community leaders. That's us, man. Listen, whatever they can do to curry uh, favor. No, I, I, I have seen a cop there before, but like only like once. And I mean, obviously, I didn't you know, urinate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smart move. I, I passed on that uh, moment. <laughs> Good call. Um, yeah, that was wise. No, that's, they're on to us, man. They're on to the barn. I, so I didn't see Sean, but I did see, um, three other people who like were doing the barn loop. One person I ended up knowing, uh, mm. this, um, really fit, uh, Yogi, uh, you know, natural body movement, person in schenectady uh sarah um she went to grad school with my sister Mm. but she's was out doing a 15 mile long run and is running the philadelphia marathon in a couple in amazing just over a month so cool and uh i i you know i just i i I found her on strava and gave some kudos and she called it the barn loop so Nice. Looks like we got, a, so you know, we got a barn loop. There's community. a whole world out there. Yeah. It's official. The barn loop. The barn loop. This gang. podcast is actually just called the barn loop. <laughs> it oh. would be fitting. It's the subtext. We'll find a barn loop in Victor. I've got yeah. one. I can call yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I've seen. I've been looking at your maps. So. <laughs> we all gonna have uh, a barn loop. Uh, yeah. Sean, I had a just a quick question. Kind sure. of going back to the Hal Higdon app, um, mm-hmm. and and looking at your your week, it's kind of. It looks structured, but also looks like you're putting in a lot of customization. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I, I look at kind of the Sunday long run where it was just a 14 miler and you changed it into, you know, a, a few uh, marathon pace miles. Um, same kind of thing with uh, with Friday, albeit it was because of of time. But um, I'm just kind of curious how planned out the runs are on the app and if slash how and in which way do you have the ability to kind of customize those runs? Is it, you know, like you just, it just says, you know, today's five miles either go slow or fast, or is it saying something else? Um, slash 
kind of the days of the week that you're running. You have freedom to choose those. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of a blend. So I, it's funny. I actually didn't this whole week. I kind of just made up because I blocked out on the app. It can say like, what are your blackout dates? Like dates you're unavailable. So this whole week, oh, I just kind of like made a, a mock running rubric. But on mm-hmm. the app, to be honest, I, I have I've actually been using it less lately because I feel like I'm doing a ton of research on theory for training. I'm taking a lot from your guys's workouts and I'm kind of using the Hal mm-hmm. Higdon app now more as a framework. So what's the mileage it has set out? What are the themes in and like the patterns of running like base runs versus thresholds versus intervals versus hill sprints versus marathon mm-hmm. race pace, whatever it is, and kind of adapting that to to my weeks. And it's just giving me more flexibility. So the Hal Higdon app is almost like training wheels now more than like the bike sure. itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's that definitely does. Yeah. And that's kind of been giving me a little bit more flexibility when I do have to travel or when something comes up or when I have an injury. Um, and because of that, the Hal Higdon app also gives you a rating of like how well you've been following. And I've got a C plus, which is pretty much right in line with what my grades were in high school. So just good enough. <laughs> but a lot of it is like I'm just varying the the runs and I'm still putting in the workouts. And it's just saying like, you know, you did it or you didn't. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, right now it's it's kind of just like a, it's giving me the foundation and then I get creative with it within there. And that's been a lot of fun. That's super interesting. I was I was wondering that and and I'm really glad I asked that question. And mm-hmm. also dude, kudos on getting the work done while traveling. That's super impressive even with jet lag. Thanks man. Um, I've definitely I've got a week week coming up in end of March that I'm I've been like looking at and I'm planning like mm-hmm. doing a lot of primer mm-hmm. prep here to, yeah. to make that that week <laughs> uh successful but yeah, kudos kudos to you man. That was that's awesome. Thank and you. And finish with that that long run on Sunday. That's that's pretty killer. So, yeah, I paid for it a little bit in the end, for sure. I think I overdid it. But, you know, like, to be honest, I think what has been giving me, I think, the ability to fit in those runs is, I, I mean, you guys both know, like, I got rid of social media about two weeks ago, and that has opened up a lot of miniature time blocks it is kind of allowing me bigger time blocks. So, mm-hmm. for example, like I got in and was like, OK, I have maybe like an hour and a half to of downtime between the flight and when I have to link up. And I think traditionally I would have just like defragged and scrolled, but because I didn't have that, I was like, okay, I can get a run in, I can shower, I can eat. And so I think those miniature time blocks that, you know, cause even if I was like, maybe I'll get a run in and I spent 20 minutes just defragging and scrolling, that time would have gone, mm-hmm. you know? So I think sure. small, small things like that. And also just, you know, not wanting to, to fall behind and, and just the warm weather. Like it was really like too nice to, to not go out and run, oh, even yeah. if I probably shouldn't have ran as much as I did the last week. But I mean, just having the cold days and, and waking up at like four 30 in the morning to go on a dark run when it's 25 degrees and windy, it was just too, too nice to not go out and run by the water and just kind of like bask in the sunlight. But I think lesson learned like one, Yes, I was proud that I got him in, but on the flip side, I should have probably listened to my bodies in terms of the jet lag and fatigue. Uh, maybe I would have avoided another like tiny injury. Who knows? But thank you, though. Mm-hmm. Well, but you have like the awareness at yeah. least to be like, eh, you know, 
Yeah. Probably shouldn't have done that. I know I know what I was doing, and I made the call. <laughs> the dog in me yeah. doesn't listen all the time, despite giving orders. Yeah. And you, you cut down I, on your Sunday long run, too. I mean, you, you definitely yeah. avoided probably a bigger issue. That was a tough pill to Catastrophic. swallow. Catastrophic. That 40 club was Explosions. So yeah, it's not that cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 over here freaking out today. You're like it's an overrated club with my own injuries. Yeah, I I I didn't want to skim over it too much, but could you talk if you if you want to about like you know officially uh, killing your Instagram account and yeah maybe just a little bit of purpose and it, it at least how it kind of maybe is um, associated with your running or your fitness and your you're being purposeful and present yeah, kind of a thing. For sure. Um, honestly, it's been something I've been dabbling with for like years now. Like, I think I recognized like it was something I was enjoying a little too much. I tend to have a little bit of a, an addictive personality. Like when I'm in something, I'm in it. And so I, yeah. I know myself, I don't always have the ability to do things in moderation. I'm just an extreme person. So social media is just another version of that. I kept telling myself I needed it to keep up to date with running, with soccer stuff, and then finding that I was just every minute of downtime, I just would defer to the phone and scroll. And I think I said this to you, Kyle, on a run. I kind of woke up one of the mornings and was like, I, I kept saying, like, I need to get rid of this. I need to get rid of this. I don't have the luxury of moderation. I'm just not that person. And every time I've tried it, I've failed miserably, like the time limit thing there's a button that says override. I'm going to click that button 11 out of 10 times. You know, if I delete Instagram, just the app on my phone, the second I go take a break, I'm re-downloading it and scrolling for a few minutes, like to get my hit. So I said to myself, one of the mornings, I was like, think about your usage of it. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Scroll. What is the first thing you do when you're bored? You go to scroll. What do you do when you go to the bathroom? Scroll. What's the last thing you do before you go to sleep, scroll. And I said to myself, if I replace the word scrolling with drinking, it would be so obvious and apparent that that was an addiction. Mm-hmm. But because the, the word drinking is substituted with scrolling, it kind of gets away f- from the accountability piece. But the behavior is the same. And I was like, I just don't want to be like mm-hmm. addicted to that. And I want to see what i what what ideas are going to come through for me without the influence of being bombarded with like social media stuff even if it's that algorithm that's telling me exactly what i want to see and hear i don't need it so mm-hmm. i just decided to delete my account fully uh i downloaded a soccer app called one football and it it doesn't refresh it just tells me kind of the daily roundup news and that's all i really need so i've uh, honestly i i haven't thought of it once since I deleted it I think in my mind I made that decision that like it's done and that was it so yeah I think now Mm -hmm. it's just opening up I'm noticing like my screen time is down by like three hours a day and it's just opening up all these like tiny little blocks where I'm finding I can go be more purposeful with things like doing more reading doing more writing being more purposeful with like my time allotment with runs being more present with people and friends (laughs) And even being more present when I'm running, you know, and I think there's a lot of parallels mm. between like just hitting the trail to run and trying to do your best in life. You do everything you can to prep yourself for. It's not just the run. 
It's what you do before and after and in between. And I think it, I don't know, just removing it, I felt like opened up a lot for me and it's, it's been something that I've been really happy. I did. Yeah. And you've definitely, I, yeah, go Cody. I was just going to say like, in, in terms of running in social media, like you have such an information overload of, of yeah. one person saying one thing is bad. And then another person saying the exact same thing is exactly. not bad. You know, it's just like absolute information overload and it, it, yeah. It, and it hurts, you know, it's obviously terrible for your mental health when you're just like questioning every move you're making, whether it's the right or wrong, wrong kind yeah. of move. Right. So, uh, exactly. yeah, just eliminating that is, yeah, that's great, man. I know you've dabbled with it in the past too. Like, um, it's hard, but, uh, dude, power, power to you, man. Thanks, man. I was afraid I was going to be missing out on stuff, but I mean, anything that's important, we're lucky. We have a group chat. Mm -hmm. We talk about, you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The memes aren't the memes in, in the, um, Instagram group chat aren't aren't that great. You're not missing that much. Oh, I know. We, yeah, fun. we, we still sad, send them to the same group though. <laughs> I'm there in spirit. <laughs> Cody and I are still just sending them to each other as if you're there. I'm there in spirit, if friends. If any of them are really good, we'll we'll just send them uh, via yeah, text. That's what we got text yeah. message for. But yeah, so that's that. It is gone. Um, I feel like you have um a handful of ultimate takeaways did i already ask you about your takeaways for the week no no right <laughs> okay I, I got i got lost in you know the the individual uh you know psyche development of ditching social media <laughs> that's and a i whole, couldn't remember what that's was a going whole rabbit on hole. but yeah what's you what's um what's maybe you know your bit your your takeaway that could maybe help somebody out trying to do the same stuff we doing for sure um really the biggest takeaway was the importance of rest and nutrition and access to to adequate recovery i know we kind of talked about that in the last podcast but despite having felt that i've been progressing a lot in my training program which you know i am i was really struggling on those runs because of the jet lag i was on like a starbucks diet you know i had to go and get like burritos and and like breakfast sandwiches just as calories Mm -hmm. while like in between the conference and I just like I could really feel this time how exhausted my body was because of the travel, the lack of sleep, the lack of adequate nutrition or hydration, and then not having the access to all my recovery routines. Like I, my hotel room was small. I had a little space to stretch, but I didn't have access to an ice bath. I didn't have access to the massage gun. I didn't have access to the foam roller. And I think that combination probably culminated in my my injury at the at the end of the week so just really feeling in tune with with my body's exhaustion from not having all of the things that are needed outside of just running and so mm-hmm. the better mm-hmm. you run your run the quality of your run is 100% predicated on the quality of everything you do outside of that and i think that was a really important takeaway from this week thing Absolutely. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have, I'm going to have a hard time. I feel like not having a similar takeaway because <laughs> it's definitely a mental thing that I've been yeah. thinking about. And I keep telling myself like, I'm going to come up with something really good once I go through my week, but we'll see. Let's see. Take it away, man. What you got? <laughs> yeah. So, um, pulling up the old Strava, looking at my week. Um, 
definitely coming out of the um, accidental 10K of Sunday. <laughs> uh, my Monday was, um, I just titled it Pretty Darn Sore. It was four miles at 1124 pace. So I probably was actually asleep during this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, but we got it done early mornings, 530. Uh, moving into Tuesday, we got... Uh, more easy miles, definitely still, I, it's funny feeling your body slowly recovering from a really hard workout and mm -hmm. like one day it's a little bit better. One day it's a little bit better. Um, and I think maybe back in the soccer days we weren't, I just was always sore or something, or maybe I never got sore cause I was so young. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Tuesday was easy five miles at a 1059 pace. So I'm, I'm pretty sure my average heart rates for both of these were like, one one thirty eight, one thirty nine. Um, Wednesday, I titled this eight on autopilot, eight miles at ten fifteen pace. Um, the only thing I did add in was definitely came out of autopilot a couple times to yell at the wind because <laughs> it freaking sucked and it was so cold and it was so windy and like at one point like a branch just like fell out of a tree like a hundred feet in front of me and it was just like. There's no one around, and I, I was just like, well, that's not cool. <laughs> Curse ye wind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was good miles. Like, I, I think that was really Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was all just in prepper, not preparation, but like basically all of it was considered recovery miles, mm -hmm. I think, from the weekend. Like, I definitely was not running hard at all um, or even giving like a steady effort. Uh, Thursday, six miles at 1040. Um, yeah, just literally chilling. Um, Friday, a windy, a windy week. Um, Friday five, um, at a nine fifty nine pace. So I, I'm guessing that was an easy run, but I finally started feeling okay. So the, the 11 minute pace came down to around 10, um, Friday night. Oh, Friday morning. I went and saw Alicia, uh, chiropractor nice. of choice. I see her um, Wednesday. That is always way. something. Dude, she she even mentioned she was like, oh, thanks for the referral. And I was like, baller. There we go. <laughs> uh, glad to. Uh, yeah, I get so excited to go to the freaking chiropractor. It feels like amazing walking out of there. Your whole body feels like jelly. Yes. And it's if you can get past the neck cracking and all that, like it's it's pretty fantastic. It's, it's definitely um, good. so yeah, Friday morning chiropractor and um yeah, I was actually pretty proud of myself because I got five miles in and then I went to the chiropractor and that was all before like, I don't know, nine o'clock. Nice. Um, worked Friday um, and then drove home to Oneonta about an hour away. Um, got a night and a morning until uh, early afternoon with my family. My sister was in town. So four dogs, the whole immediate family together, a raucous adventure which actually culminated with um, Jess and I doing a little uh, Google Docs uh, tutorial with my parents because we're trying to get them set up, uh, you know, using saving some documents to the cloud because they had some other stuff set up that was like, what is this? <laughs> time for an upgrade. Uh, yeah. So we, we well, I think Jess honestly put more time in than I did. Um, it was unfortunate because I definitely was trying to pack up at the same time. So sorry, gang. Uh, I hope I hope. Google Docs is fully functional at this point <laughs> in time. Um, so drove back on Saturday afternoon, 
um got a good night's sleep and then we got into a uh, sunday morning which was the uh, 16 miles uh i averaged 914s this was definitely um i was not planning on any sort of pacing um i just knew i wanted to do 16 and i wanted to climb um so i did most of the barn loop i started at that grocery store that we like go through the parking lot price chopper and just did eight miles out is it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and just did eight miles out turned around did eight miles back um felt very good um i think this was definitely a everything felt good and the mental piece felt good mm. i think like you know how it all kind of clicks and yeah. you you don't get bored you don't get um like i don't know there's something about it like you almost keep the excitement throughout the whole thing you hit um, the sweet spot the sun kept getting yeah yeah i wasn't like overexerting. um honestly maybe i was overexerting. who did uh, is that because um, it was a runner's high I think I was that? in the zone. Yeah. I think I was high on running. That could be it. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, the miles felt good. Um, the only, I mean, everything, I feel like I wasn't, I'm not big on, you know, checking stats and stuff in the run, but I'm definitely big on looking back at it. Um, and everything was like a good, pleasant surprise in terms of pacing. You know, there's definitely some spikes. Um, <laughs> in effort and heart rate but they're perfectly kind of timed with the climbs so happy about that um and yeah my one takeaway from that was definitely the nike invincible threes i i don't think i'm ever going to get a good heel lock i just mm -hmm. don't um it's not it's certainly not a bad thing i'm looking at you know my totals now and i've gone over 100 miles in them but like they're they're a good shoe. I don't know if they're a good shoe for me, which is interesting because I ran in the version ones and I definitely did not have this problem. I did about 200 miles in those. So, yeah, uh, you know, hmm. it's it's a darn shame, but everyone it's a good lesson in we all got different feet and there's you, you really can't just, you know, fall in love with a brand or something like that. You really need to try on shoes and know how your your feet are built and what shoes work best for you but wise words I'll at least run maybe we'll see i'm gonna i think i might take some other old shoes out of retirement just for the next week <laughs> to see if it changes <laughs> um because i also feel like i kind of developed a little bit of a a heel um i don't really know like an inside ankle nagging thing which led me to postponing the recording of this episode by like 45 minutes because <laughs> kyle had to come home from work and <clears throat> put his foot in a ice bucket and then i switched quickly to a hot water with epsom salts bucket um no worries but yeah oh a whole week 44 miles uh really happy with that originally it wasn't supposed to be 44 um but i kind of talked about it last week and that i was looking at my my long-term plan um for the first time in a while i generally just look in i see what the goal is for like the day um and i do it um and this was in the last week, kind of I'd made some adjustments and 44 definitely felt good cardio wise. Um, I don't know if my body's stoked about it, but I honestly do think that it is more of a shoe thing um, rather than a load thing. But we will definitely find out uh, this week. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's the skinny. That's a nice ton style. of mileage in in one yeah. week. Doing the barn loop kind of in and out. We've only done the uphills. How does it feel doing those on the downhill? And do you think that helped you with feeling as good on the 16 mile run total? Um, I will say some of the down, like that first long build. Mm-hmm. Um, so at our at our favorite um, public restaurant, <laughs> that kind of starts the um, that starts the long climb. Yeah, that's um, I think it's about a mile long, honestly. That coming mm-hmm. down, pretty nice. Um, definitely, you still get a decent pounding. I think on the quads for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like not quite steep enough that it feels pretty good coming down. Um, that being said, it's kind of like funny. Like re like, I felt like I was reintroduced to other climbs that like mm. obviously that we've gone down them over and over again. But yeah. then it's like, oh crap, we go we go down this every week, like. <laughs> that's funny it's way crappier going up them. <laughs> yeah i'm trying to like reverse it in my head mentally i'm like struggling to think of where some of those uphills would be on the return but i i'm sure there are so there's um you know the really steep grade climb that we normally do it's pretty the, short the third and it's towards one? the end yeah oh there's the third a one? Oh, you know what there's a huge downhill before you almost like ramp up to yeah oh yeah it goes all the way up to, you know that open spot where we're always like man There's this is beautiful hawks and birds like, and stuff it just yeah it like kind of slowly climbs you know for, i can see that i mean quite a yeah. bit there that's a decent that's decent right there mm. oh man yeah i think it was it was just over a thousand feet of gain um which is like again that's kind of like i think just getting climbing in without yeah. going too fast felt really it's cool seeing that and being like okay well 16 miles with a thousand feet of gain honestly probably feels about what like at least 21 22 miles feel like with 200 feet of gain yeah. which is buffalo like <laughs> yeah so yeah it's like a good point. kind of the first like i feel like little taste of like oh we're doing this like, yeah like this is feeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah did it feel like a new um, run reversing it uh yeah Although it was like, maybe that's where some of the thrill kind of came from. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, like, you know, fresh territory. Um, yeah. But that and like the sun kind of started coming out around that time, which was like definitely a, you know, glorious mood booster. Big time, especially because this was a Welcome. particularly cold week. A windy yeah, one. Cold so cold, man. Cold, snowy and windy. Um Kyle, I got a had a quick question for you just about your training plan uh, and a kudos to you as well, because I realized that you ran for eight days straight from the 9th to the 16th with your oh, wow. uh, inclusion of your your uh, 10K time trial there on Sunday. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, so I was yeah. I was going to ask how your body was feeling, but you kind of you kind of touched on that. Um, my other question was that. I noticed that there wasn't really any speed work uh, for the week and was kind of wondering, like, if you think you have the pace, like your pace dialed in and now you kind of just want to build as many miles as possible. Or are you going to continue to incorporate speed training next week? And this was just like more of a just get the miles in build week for you. Um, And then kind of on top of all of that, you know, are you planning to kind of build those marathon pace miles into your long runs uh, and, and kind of when your plan, 
plan to do that is. 100%. I think, um, so yeah, spot on, no speed work this week. I think I was definitely more concerned about getting the miles that I had planned on mm-hmm. while also simultaneously like recovering from the 10K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was, I, I kind of switched mentality to being um, stick to the plan and yeah, try to just feel better and better while still doing the miles. Um, I definitely am thinking that the climbing and the elevation is going to kind of, this is kind of one chunk I would say uh, we'll call part two of my training block is mm-hmm. climbing. Um, and I think, so what do I got? This was my 44 week seven. So eight, nine, 10 are going to be building mileage weeks with either climbing and similar speed work that I've been doing mm-hmm. or minimal. And then I'll have a down week and then I'll have um, three full weeks in the 50 mile range um before the half and those i think i'm gonna switch my long runs from the barn loop to the actual race course and i'm gonna be doing a lot of marathon pace Mm -hmm. a lot of half marathon pace and honestly like yeah i mean i do feel really confident right now that my goal marathon pace being 749 feels very doable Mm -hmm. like i I think I could do that on flat right now, at least for a half marathon. Um, So, yeah, I think just keep building on the climbing. Um, I mean, my pace came down, uh, has kind of come down on some long runs, but it's always when I'm doing it by myself. So I think it also just is me getting ahead of myself. Like, or you're just focused on the run. So it's all you're really thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I think... I think the pace is there to be had and I'm thinking once I transition, I'm hoping as soon as I switch maybe like one of my barn loops to kind of what like Sean did over the weekend that like, like just where you were running on like the rail trail um, and throwing in, you know, six, seven or four and four at marathon pace and just seeing how they feel. Nice. Yeah. I I was just curious about that and wasn't sure if, cause I know you had mentioned that, you know, once you kind of hit that pace, you're going to just kind of dial in the, the increased mileage. Um, one other question I had, and this is a question I always ask myself in, in regards to chiropractors, uh, mm. running before or after I'm always a, I will never run mm. after my chiropractor. I've tried it once. Didn't work for me. Um, I always feel too loose. Like I've, I feel too relaxed and nice and just want to like cuddle up and drink water and do nothing for the rest of the day or night. Um, but I'm curious what you guys, what you guys do or what, you know, you said that you ran after your chiropractor or before, before, before. Okay. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Cause Mm -hmm. as you were, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about like, Honestly, when I finished the chiropractor, I went straight across the street and bought a dozen bagels (laughs) and went home and ate like three bagels <laughs> and then like so that was definitely um i was ready to curl up with a good bagel not not go for a run wise fair. that's wise totally choice fair. i feel like we heard somewhere when we were younger that you're not supposed to work out like the day after you get a, a readjustment i don't know if that's like one of those things that i just made up in my head but it, i've been operating off of that assumption for literally since mm-hmm. high school same and 
when I ask my chiropractor, they always say, you know, this is like basically us like preparing you for an event, Mm -hmm. but I just never buy it. I don't know. I've, I've, I've honestly, I've run once after a chiropractor and I feel like my back just got more messed up than before, but who knows if Alicia's listening to the podcast, she can tell us. Yeah. So, okay. So I told, I told her that we gave her a shout out like episode two, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't know, three years ago. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, she, I, I'm maybe my next, um, like next time I get one of my confirmation emails, Sean, when you get the email, like 24 hours before your appointment, mm-hmm. you should just reply with a link to the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to be getting that confirmation <laughs> link tomorrow. So I'll, I'll, if you, exactly. if you get this out tonight, I'll, I'll hundred percent do that. <laughs> For you, Alicia. Okay. Done. Need confirmation at minute 56 <laughs> of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how far we are? Wow, yeah. yeah. We're doing great. Pain Cave Chronicles. Um, we cruising at race pace in this podcast. Yeah, man. The, we're cruising this time. Yeah, the miles are coming good. Um, takeaway. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't want to like uh, cheat too much off you all, but... Um, it's okay. I do think... <laughs> um, the my big takeaway is to set yourself up, which we're going to talk about in a minute. You know, there'll be a good, I guess, segue for like your long run. And in general, we've talked about it. Set yourself up, check all the boxes before a long run mm-hmm. and then take advantage of when the mental box also gets checked, mm-hmm. which I feel like you don't have as much say in. Yeah. Um. This 100%. weekend for the long run, it just kind of worked out, I think, for me. Um, and that was something I was thinking about while talking through that, in that you can do everything right. You can get the sleep. You can, I, I like, we, I, we almost, like, this is kind of, you know, we're talking about Olympic trials and stuff. Like, you know, there's people that ran a very perfect race. And then there's, you know, at least on the men's side, two guys that ran the absolute perfect race and could still do it while taking a bow at the finish line. Like Mm -hmm. it's not always going to just go that well, but do all of the little things. And then when you do feel good and you've done all the other stuff, like, I guess just enjoy it, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's not like it almost seems like, like who am I, I guess to like say that. Cause it was just like a long training run. It's not like I did a race or anything, but I definitely, I don't know. It, it feels, it felt pretty darn good uh, to finish off a week like that. Yeah. And, and train how you're like planning to run in the race. You prep for how you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, wake up on the morning of a race. So it's all the small things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all have one, you one know, tune playing in our head right now. Oh, yes. Um, so before transitioning to, um, we're, we're going to talk a bit about kind of our long run prep morning stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed Ben Young throwing comments and kudos. I don't know if he commented on any of your Strava workouts, Cody, but I saw he commented on Sean's mm-hmm. and he comments on mine. And I just like, this is a very like, I feel like he's one of the most authentic, like baller people. Like he's one of those people in high school that you don't realize like, wow, like the coolest kid was right yes. there the whole time. Genuine um, and sincere. Very sincere. Yeah. So I just, I feel like, uh, you know, Ben Young, I know he's training for, uh, I think he's, he did the nine and one for New York city, um, which is like where you either volunteer 
Uh, oh, you wow. volunteer at nine events, I think, mm. and then you race one and you get into New York City. Cool. Um, so it's definitely, you know, Love there's that. tons of ways to get into these races. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, him and his wife are, uh, yeah, Sylvie, I think. I met them a couple of weeks ago in Oneana at random. Um, what are the odds? But yeah, I w- when I was going through uh, Sean's uh, Seshi, I saw the comment and I was like, man, he's like out here just supporting the boys. So. I love it. I got kudos from him Thanks, as well. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Cool dude. Yeah, and a follow. So shout out to I'll Ben never forget. There you go. I'll, I will never forget Ben Young, uh, like strapping his iPod shuffle in the back of his dreads on those five miles. <laughs> yeah. And that was the coolest thing ever. Yep. Coolness personified. Wow. <clears throat> Gosh. Well, on that note, long runs. Let's talk about some prep for long runs. Hey. Um, yeah. Let's I don't do it. think. Um, I think we can kind of, I think getting as much detail about what we do in the mornings could maybe be helpful for people. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel, but I do think that this is kind of the little things that maybe someone's like, oh, maybe I do need more time or mm-hmm. something like that. So um, should we continue the order? Cody, you want to you wanna tell us about your morning? Take it away. Gosh, I, I guess so. So we're going to do specifically this this past, <laughs> this past weekend. Uh, long run okay um so saturday yeah i think i did end up going out friday evening uh not not nothing crazy we went and watched a friend party boy went and watched a friend sing at an open mic uh crazy it was crazy i drank so many cups of water i had to pee so bad uh so anyway um, life in 30s saturday morning uh i slept in I didn't want to wake up, uh, so I think I slept in until 8, 8.30, and it was dumping snow, it was super windy, and it was cold, and for every runner out there, when they see that, it's just an automatic pause, kind of reevaluate, uh, I guess for the real real runners or, or the crazy ones, they're just... they they go right for it. But I did see in the weather forecast that it was going to be, you know, there was going to be an opening a little bit later in the day. So I took the risk and just kind of waited it out until it was sunny. So, um, yeah, so I slept in, I woke up, uh, drank a cup of coffee, um, did my business. I had two slices Mm. of toasted sourdough with some peanut butter and honey around probably 10 AM. Uh, and then I relaxed and basically watched Premier League and waited for the snow flurries to subside. Um, about 1.30 or 1 o'clock, I drank roughly 28 ounces of water mixed in with uh, G1M Sport and completed, you know, drank that entire thing. I went through my kind of typical stretches foam rolling massage gun along with some glute activation and body weight squats and then i my kind of method there is to you know maybe right when i'm waking up i'm kind of stretching throughout the whole time so if i'm waking up at eight and i'm going Mm -hmm. for a run at even like two o'clock in the afternoon i'm stretching from the morning moment i wake up to basically when i'm leaving the door and uh that's nothing, you know, it, it's light stretching. It's, it's easy. It's, you know, looking up and watching the latest goal and going back down, getting a little deeper stretch. 
And then as I'm getting closer and closer to the run, that's when I'm starting to foam roll. That's when I'm starting to really hit the massage gun, get mm-hmm. kind of everything activated. Uh, the glute activation um, is awesome just because I feel like I never activate my glutes on a run and it's really, really helpful. I throw in a, a, a few like crunches, sit-ups, um, you know, toe touches uh, just to activate my my core and get that kind of, you know, moving and then those body weight squats are honestly i something i picked up uh when i had some patella tendinitis uh maybe about a year and a half ago my my chiropractor just kind of recommended hey you know do 15 to 20 body weight squats before a run fire up that quad and uh it is tremendously tremendously helpful for for patella tendinitis so I mean, that's that's kind of the thing with tendonitis. As you warm it up, it gets better. Um, so the better your warm up, the you know, the better you're going to feel on your run. And yeah, that that's about it. And then I I I boogie. Um, like I said earlier, I forgot the soft flask, so I didn't have any any liquid on that run. But um, I did. You know, I was able to to consume that 28 ounces. And uh, on top of that, I had probably 28 ounces more of, of water. So that that's like a lot of time. That's probably four or five hours of just kind of sitting around waiting. Um, one thing that I kind of always take away after these runs is the prep is so much longer than I think it's going to be. I cannot mm-hmm. wake up at six and be out of the door at six fifteen. I need at least 30 minutes to an hour to really, really dial in, um, and, and get, get prepared for what I need to, what I need to do. So yeah, that's the prep. And then I, I'm going to just, I'm just going to drop what I was wearing, the, the fit, which was some craft tights. Um, oh yeah. Not macaroni and cheese, but craft tights. Cool though. Nice one. <laughs> that's our next sponsor. Uh, I was wearing it, wearing a, a Nike long sleeve shirt and then over top. Cause it was, it was like 20 degrees. Um, I was wearing kind of like an oversized high vis uh, long sleeve from work. And that's just awesome when I'm running on the, you know, 40, 50 mile per hour roads. I just want people to see me along with like a high vis hat and a, and a buff. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was the prep and uh, yeah, it's been working for me, but I, you know, again, that was a super long, that was a, a really, really long prep right there. And it, usually I can get this all in within, an hour if i if i need to so but key takeaway there sorry yeah eating first no no just getting a lot of water but yeah i i was gonna say two two quick ones um oh god what was it oh yeah um one do you do you do you think that waiting longer in the day for your long run is this could this totally depends on who you are i know it's the case with me if i wait later in the day i'm giving myself these windows of either bailing or compromising Mm. or even just doing something. It's not that could comp like whether it's grocery shopping or something that just like comes up that can affect how that run's going to go. And then two, do you, so you just had a piece of toast between 8am and 2pm. Did you eat anything else before running? No, I mean, I say that I woke up at eight, but it was probably more like eight thirty nine, and then I moseyed around, and yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. you know, for the first hour, I'm drinking water, and then I'm, 
then I'm having toast. Like I need, I need a pretty good, pretty good uh, time frame before I run to eat, but it was probably too long. You drinking, uh, you drinking coffee in the morning? Yes. Like way, way, way early. Not, not, okay. not a lot. Okay. Coffee usually destroys me for a run. It's not typically okay. something I do. Um, okay. but to your, to your first point, I think waiting longer you're right. It like you said, bail or, or kind of compromise. It's definitely like mentally, the longer you wait, the more kind of anticipation you have for it. And you're like, I think that's why in my head I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. But then if I had just right. gone out and done it, then I wouldn't I wouldn't have that. But then I just have that two, three hours of just like stewing and and waiting. So, yeah, it definitely doesn't help. But um I always knew I was going to go for the run. Like there was never any question. It's just, I had nothing else to do that day. So I kind of had the luxury of being able to push it off till it was sunny. Can you you imagine if Cody showed up to this call and was just like, boys, I decided not to do it. (laughs) Premier league was calling my name instead. (laughs) (laughs) Took an X on that I know. (laughs) There's definitely a fine line of figuring out where the balance is Mm -hmm. of like, Getting giving yourself enough time between waking up and mm-hmm. getting all the things like I'm definitely stealing some of your activation stuff because I that's something that I end up not doing mm-hmm. it, it, with the intention of getting out the door um, uh, with making sure I've just done these other things, but I haven't done this part. So I need to I need to, I think, incorporate that part um, just to make sure my body enjoys uh, maintains a little bit better. Yeah. But um it's almost like Sean, uh, yeah. just saying, just like, it's almost like leaving the house and you forgetting to unplug your toaster or unplug your coffee maker or something, or you forget to lock, lock your house. Like those mm. activation drills are just something like I have to go back. Like I'll be halfway out the door and I'll be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do my body weight squats. I've got mm-hmm. to do them right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious, Sean, what you've got, what you've got for your prep on your run. Yes. Um, well, when I know I'm going to do a long run, I kind of start the prep the night before. Right. And then so mm. for me, that looks like eating like a super high carb meal. Oftentimes that's like a blend of vegetables and sweet potatoes along with like a lean source of protein. I really like I don't know. Sweet potatoes just always seem to be a, a not heavy source of carbs that make me feel good in the morning. And then I don't always do this really well, but I try my best to get eight hours of sleep because I've just noticed when I have high carbs, I get eight hours. The next day, I feel really good to go. I resonated a lot with what Cody said around needing time in the morning, like not just getting up and going. I typically need around two to two and a half hours of pre-prep time. So I'd say relatively consistently, my runs are at 730 or or eight in the morning. So that means I'm I'm up at five o'clock. The very first thing I do is go straight for the coffee Uh, on the days I'm doing the long runs. I don't put anything in the coffee. I just kind of have it black. I've I've tried having like collagen protein or like a creamer in and it just makes me feel really heavy. Even two hours like leading up to the run. I'm like, ugh, it's not going to feel good. So just black coffee. And that helps me go to the bathroom for the first of many occasions before I get on that run. Uh, I, I need that big time. The piece that I do right Mm -hmm. after that I actually kind of struggle with the most is right after I have my coffee, I have a sourdough bread toast with just honey on it and like a honey stinger waffle and a go gel. 
I, I'm not hungry in the morning usually. So like that for me is I kind of have to like force it down. But I know if I have that like an hour and a half to two hours before I run, that is enough fuel source in conjunction with what I had the night before to often kind of feel good. After that, mm-hmm. I, you know, Cody does a lot of stretching in between. For me, I kind of save that till right before the run, but I spend a lot of time just massage gunning, just really getting some deep tissue stuff, getting my legs loosened up, kind of working through some some tight spots. And uh, by then, you know, I'm, I'm ready to hit the road. And every single time I get in the car to drive to do my long run, I have to put on Rage Against the Machine. It just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know Your Enemy is a song I will listen to like three times back to back to back before I run. It just gets me super freaking amped. And kind of like gets mm-hmm. my headspace right. Um, and then when I get Love there, that. oh, it's so good. So good. But I'll kind of do like an active um, stretching, dynamic stretching routine right before I, I hit the run, which includes a variety of squats, lunges, calf raises, some glute activators, some hip flexor pieces. I spend a lot of time on the hip flexor side just trying to, you know, avoid any IT injury. And I'll do that for like five to seven minutes and then I'm good to go. But I try my best to mm-hmm. keep the, I guess, the the process of prepping for the long run starting the, the night before. Do you, and this is a question for both of you, do you have like, like, do you have to take the Browns to the Super Bowl two times before you let yourself out the door? At least, at least. Is, like, okay. Is there like a debt or do you, because I feel like I can t- like one time in North Carolina, I had a t- I, it was like an 18 miler planned or something. And mm-hmm. I like I knew it. I was like, ah, I didn't really I didn't really I feel like there's still stuff inside of me. Like, <laughs> we'll keep it PG. Um, but it's like, well, I got to go. Like, it's been like an hour and a half. Like, I've been up for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I got to get the run going. Like, I got I got stuff to do after this. And I like got I literally got like two miles in and like. You knew <laughs> ran off like the trail. I found this gas station. I went inside. I was like in tights and like a shirt. And like <laughs> no. this guy was just like it was like an empty a gas station by NC State campus. Like is basically a gas station where you bought beer. And that was like the only thing you did there. Um, and like they, I'd like ask Can't for use a the key bathroom. to like use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like the most absurd like. It's right up there with pooping your pants, I think. I don't know which I (laughs) would prefer doing. I mean, well, that's why I have to start like two hours before. Like, I know I need at least two visits to the restroom to drain the system beforehand. Because one of my, I'm a creature of comfort. So for me, I'd rather wake up two hours beforehand than risk needing to use the restroom mid run and like not have a spot. Because like Kyle, for example, like when we're on the barn loop, when you're in the middle there, it's it's either the woods or knocking on someone's door. Neither of those is an ideal option. Um, every runner who's listening to this, no matter how <laughs> large or few, knows exactly what we're talking about. The biggest piece of prep before a long run is making sure your bowels are good to go. It's unquestionable. Personally, absolutely true. And maybe it's the Olipop, but I'm, I'm kind of a one one and done. Like, I'm so I'll jealous. Just get it and- <laughs> 
and I maybe also because I've had issues in the past with just not being able to in the morning and, mm-hmm. and then having mm-hmm. that be like an absolute stressor during a race. Like there's nothing like you said, there's nothing worse than not being able to have a bowel movement before yep. a race, a run, you, whatever. Yeah, it, it just feels awful. Like It sets the tone for mentally, the entire race. Your gut, like your tummy just feels feels off. But, but if you mm-hmm. do, but if you're able to have it and it's successful like you feel like you're on top of the world and you can tell oh, it's a box check i would it argue makes me check. feel like exactly i would argue the quality of your bathroom <clears throat> tours before your run adventures <laughs> yes <laughs> your bathroom quests <laughs> directly correlates to the <laughs> quality of the run you're gonna have i, I firmly yeah. believe that totally yeah 100 percent. that is a prerequisite i, I bet my life on <laughs> Um, all right, I'll, I'll do, I'll do my prep, my, my long run prep. Um, and this is based on, uh, this last weekend. I'm almost always, um, I guess I'll say I always pick my long run day. Um, I keep it open to Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. um, depending on the weather, it, whatever day is looking like it's going to be a more successful run day. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really have that option this weekend cause I was traveling and was in Oneana Saturday morning. Um, but Sunday morning, woke up at six o'clock. I go straight to the bathroom. I pee and I do a sink shower, which is just, you know, a little, you know, a, a little zhuzh um, all up on the face. Splash. Dry flash. off. That's that's like I, I realize like if I don't do that right away, when I go back to put my contacts in later, I like I don't know what it is. My eyes hurt more. I, it's almost like I'm faking a shower and rinsing out whatever's in my eyes from sleep. I don't know. It's just something I have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pee, we sink shower, we make one piece of Ezekiel toast, uh, grape jelly, eight ounces of coffee. We're putting a little bit of oatly, full fat oat milk in there. Mm. And I'm always putting some maple syrup. The maple syrup for me is another one of those things that I think helps with the bathroom mm-hmm. quests. Um, so. Oh man, I got the burpees. Um, it's that freaking Olipop, man. It is. So we got uh, we got some toast. We've got the coffee with the oatly and the maple syrup. And I'm sitting down. Um, I make sure. I honestly, I start sipping the coffee right away. I eat, I destroy the toast. Um, and then uh, I watched an episode of Cowboy Bebop which is an anime about a futuristic space cowboy who's awesome. And Sean, you should watch it because you're still signed in on Crunchyroll. I was going to say, it's, it's right on my television. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I eat uh, the toast. I have some coffee. I go back to the bathroom. Hopefully, honestly, that's when I get, you know, round one out of the way. Um, and then obviously wash the hands, put contacts in, brush my teeth. Um, I generally change into my running outfit at that point, um, which also includes basically squirrels, nut butter all over my body. Um, mainly like shins and like my inside of my ankles, groin, obviously waistline, um, nips. Yeah. I've never really had chafing on my nips, but like when you see someone roll up with like two blood stains on their chest. (laughs) You don't want to. You want to avoid that. It's a warning possible. sign. So that's a purely, that's a proactive uh, measure. Um, <laughs> it's worth it if you're going to be running that long. It's like painful. worth yeah. avoiding. Um, um, I wore, 
I think it's called Will It is the company, uh, the tights. Um, they honestly just have two side pouches, a side zipper pouch and a large back hip pouch. Mm. Um, so like it's fantastic. Honestly, they were like 36 bucks on Amazon. Um, I definitely at this point, like, I mean, there's some quality control issues. They're a little bit too short. I feel like, um, and they're not quite as tight as like actual tights. Like I've got some craft tights, not the mac and cheese. Um, <laughs> and those are definitely like tighter and just built a little bit better, but these definitely work. Um, so the Willet tights, you got to go high socks because the tights are a little bit short. Uh, Nathan's long sleeve kind of like, I'd say like semi polyester, semi um, cotton. It's kind of a good mix. I feel like I'm staying warm, but also an athletic top. And then I actually switched to a lighter um, hoodie. I was going to wear the New Balance uh, fleece, but I kind of just kept thinking I was going to get too warm, which was definitely the move. Um, And uh, yeah, Sealy, super reflective hat, uh, neck buff that I'm constantly pulling up and down and up and down throughout Mm -hmm. the run. That's such a nice like you know advantage to if you're if a wind comes and you want to warm up, you do it. If not. Cause it's windy. Um, yeah, that's like the whole fit. I'd say. I will say after I get dressed, I then just go back to the bathroom and hope that I'm ready to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> it's like it's kind of just like that's that's the next thing to do. Um, if I don't quite feel like I do, I take like one more little sip of coffee. Like I literally just pour one sip into the cup, drink that, and like I'll go and like lay out the gels. Mm-hmm. Like put my keys and my wallet and my phone right there. Like I basically just give myself things to do that aren't real activities until I have to go to the bathroom. Like I just kind of like do little organizational activities. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like as long as my body's moving, I feel like that helps get to where we need to be. Um, yeah. And then hopefully you have one more bowel movement and then you get out of there. You get your gels. Um, I have a not a soft um flask but uh harder nathan's um little water bottle um i always put the gopro in there um yeah neck buff hat i drive over to the start and um honestly there's some porter johns at the start i didn't do it this weekend i've used those um, on many occasions at the barn loop yeah (laughs) they're kind of nice like when you yeah like um it's great because there's 10 minutes between getting in the car and starting the run and by that time you might have to pee again so it's kind of nice um and my songs were um the holy tape which is a fall of troy song which wow. is crazy if it's like middle <laughs> school skateboarding era oh god <laughs> it just fires me up so much um i'm an fc and then boy. i was singing this yeah yeah i mean dude it's so good classic um and then I polished it off with uh, Freak on a Leash by Korn. Ooh. Um, that was, that, that fires me up. Um, but I've also just had that stuck in my head for a couple of days. So that was like, a, gotta play it. Like his, like, his, like, scat, um, like, <laughs> freestyle death metal, like, part is like, damn, it's so it's cool. It's death metal Dave Matthews scat. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you just summed up Freak on a Leash better than anyone ever has uh yeah and then hopefully you know hopefully your run goes well that's all i that's all i feel like i got oh man i gotta 
I, I feel like I need to drop a song here too and drop Beyonce's Texas Hold On because that definitely pumped <laughs> me up. That'll get the juices oh, flowing. Yeah. I'm like dancing around. That's Cowboy Cody right there. Mm. In a Cowboy Co- wow, you are on brand, man. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of songs, for you know, all of us are kind of doing a few hours of prep before the actual run. How much of your guys's prep would you say is physical as compared to mental prep for the runs? It's hmm. a good question. At least 50-50. Yeah. I think a lot of it is mental. I wake up it's all about it's like a game day mm-hmm. i mean yes. I, I guess we have a little bit of an advantage in that and uh, that we have like it's kind of built in that like my day the most the biggest my day is not complete if i don't do this and execute yeah. it mm-hmm. to the best of my abilities so i think yeah i don't really mm-hmm. it's i think it's more just the decision to do it and mm-hmm. know like it was just it, it, it's kind of lame but i feel like it's like it's literally just do it. Like I don't give myself like there's no. Yeah. When that alarm goes off, <laughs> you, you like I do the same thing. Like when the alarm goes off, I, I don't allow myself to be like oh, 10 more minutes like that. That first yeah, decision no, to get up yeah. as soon as the alarm goes off is like the men- the start of the, the mental prep for me. Like, OK, I did that and now I'm committed because once I'm out of that bed, like I ain't going back in even if I want to. Yeah, Mm-mm. it's definitely I feel like it's 100 percent mental. Like mm. it's a hundred percent mental mm-hmm. and then you're, you're scattering in all the, the physical prep yeah. among mm-hmm. it. But the whole time you're checked in, you're ready to go. You're thinking about what's next. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're thinking about what mundane activities you got to do to push yeah. you to the next level to, to check off that next box the whole, the whole time. Yeah. And, and I asked that because what was apparent in, in all of ours was that like we have ritual and a lot of times ritual is, is more so even for like the mental side of things than it is physical you know, like I know if I don't check off those boxes in sequential order, a lot of the times I'm like almost mentally off a little bit. Like I need those things mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. to go into the run feeling optimistic that it's going to be a good workout. Otherwise, it kind of like throws me off altogether. For sure. And the the whole like mental prep versus plus physical prep, it's kind of like a, a five mile easy run versus a 16 mile long run here. Like, yeah. Or a even like yours, Cody, run. like eight fast, too slow. Right. Like you got to right. like and mentally yeah. get ready for something like that. Exactly. And and the prep that you're doing for a five mile easy run versus our long run on the weekend, it's not so different. Like there's a lot of the same boxes that we're checking, but mm-hmm. that that mental piece is just like skyrocketed way, way more important. I, yeah. I often find myself looking at five mile runs and then kind of having to take a, a step back and be like, this is just five miles, Cody. Yeah. Uh, this is easy. Don't don't worry about it. Just go do it. Like you said, Kyle, mm-hmm. just just get it done. But for the longer runs, you're you're tuned in. You're you're ready. You got to get ready to go. Mm-hmm. I think um, I would just add to being a, being of ritual. I think that's a really good way to look at it. Even this week, I I I, I, did, I haven't I didn't mention it, but I made the point of. Like I still worked remote two days and I could have ran at noon. I could have ran at 10, but like I ran at five, I got up Mm. at 5 a.m. every day this week. Yep. And like waking up at 6 a.m. on Sunday was like, it's different, right? It's, it's the long run day, but like every other day waking up at five was like, I'm not putting my contacts in. I'm just throwing my glasses on and I'm sleepily doing whatever is on the spreadsheet. Like Mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's a different kind. It's like almost anti prep 
Like I wake up early and stay sleepy so that I don't make more of what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like you're keeping it mundane so that it doesn't become a thing. And I guess to that extension, mm-hmm. and this is probably a perfect segue into the next and final topic is like on the big run days, do you kind of get like pregame jitters like you used to for like big soccer games? Cause I know I do. Hence the yeah. rage against the machine before I go run. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like that mental. Part and then, right there. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you get going and like two miles in, it's like, it's completely <laughs> transitioned to like task at hand. Yes. Adrenaline like, has you're, just you're dipped. in the moment. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, this is the next two and a half hours. Like <laughs> you've entered the pain cave officially cool. get used to it, buddy. 100%. Yep. Um, yeah, that's funny. I, yeah. Um, uh, any running talk before we get to our 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 hot take? I just had one one question because we're we're dropping the like five a.m., six a.m., seven a.m. wake ups. And my question for you guys is: if you have the ability to do a run two three hours later or even an hour later, are you going to take the extra hour of sleep in terms of you know from a recovery standpoint, or are you going to continue with the tradition that your your ritual of waking up at five, you know, say, say you Ooh. go to bed just like an hour later and you have the ability to wake up an hour later. Cause I know for me, that's, I'm like, when I wake up and I'm feeling a little bit like, uh, I'm, I'm still tired. I'm, I'm going to sleep for another hour because mm-hmm. I know I don't have to get out there and I'm going to feel better. So I'm curious how, how you guys deal with, with the kind of flexibility around waking up early, especially on uh, not, not just on the long runs, but in, in like the workout days, but also the, the easy, the easy days. I, I mean, I would say two things. Um, one, I think this is a good point to say, like, I realized that basically as a tall white dude, like I have a lot of privilege to be able to go run at 5am and know that the only thing that I'm worried about is getting my five miles in. Like, mm-hmm. it, so like, I feel like that's like good to like get out there in terms of like how I look at waking up early I know is an easier task than it is for anyone who is not like me um, yeah. or lives in a different area or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, Good point. And then um, I would just say, I honestly tend to think about the other things I want to get done in the day and knowing that like the run is the most the important thing for me. And I will almost get like, like stressed out about, like, oh, you know, it's a podcast recording night or it's wedding Wednesday and we have to make sure we're, mm-hmm. you know, spending some time planning for the wedding. And, you know, I, I think just like or like maybe I'm trying to edit a YouTube video or get something else like done in those little pockets of time. So I totally am like a. I think I'm one of those people that the alarm goes off and I know I have an hour to sleep and I'm probably going to get out of bed because I'm sitting there thinking about mm-hmm. like, I'm not going back to sleep. It's like, like anticipatory so, angst. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like, I don't have a choice. I'm just such yeah. a anxious person almost yeah. about things. So I'm the same exact way. My body's also so in tune. Yeah. Like even, even when like, let's say I get to bed at midnight, my body just naturally wakes up at, at five o'clock and I can't go back to sleep unless I've drank the night before. Usually my body's just yeah. so routined at that point that like, even if I wanted to keep sleeping, my body's like, nope. Also Herbie is, is like so mm-hmm. conditioned. Like when five o'clock comes around, that boy is up and like next to me 
to the point where like I could feel him breathing <laughs> like next to my face. He'll come like sit next to the bed. So I also have kind of like that as my, all right, I got to go take care of this other creature thing. I, I wish I, I do wish sometimes though, like my body would just let me sleep in. But I think kind of like Kyle, there's like this internal anxiousness piece. That's like, all right, get the day, get the day going, get it going. And so I'm just up. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, mostly thinking of it from a recovery uh standpoint just like if you need it to to get it um if i don't have a run day then like i'll lay in bed i won't have Mm -hmm. the if i won't have the urgency to get up even if i'm like still Mm -hmm. kind of awake like there's been times i know i've had a rest day and my body wakes up at five and i'm kind of like chilling for 45 minutes in bed just in a waking i'm just kind of like hanging so I feel like I also like almost misinterpreted the question of of like, so it's almost the dilemma of like, say it's already 11, say it's already 1130 and you probably should have gone to bed like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Are you going to push back that run then? Because you're like, well, I want to get say seven hours mm-hmm. of sleep. Whereas right now you're about to get like maybe five and a half. Right. And it's kind of like, that is definitely a, a sticky situation that I'm always, I don't think it's the right decision most of the time, but I'll be like, I can be a hero. I'm, I'm still getting up <laughs> when I push. say that. <laughs> That's always my mentality of like, which I don't know. I've been better about, honestly. I think I've been drinking less coffee the last like mm-hmm. week and a half. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I get sleepier, but also running every day is like sleepy. I'm just sleepy by like nine o'clock. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, if if I'm getting to bed later than I want to, I will definitely just I'll just rest. It's like I feel like my body is more it's going to get more benefit from just an extra hour, hour and a half of complete downtime than um, than getting up. But that's smart. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm also smart, yeah. I mean, you guys you guys know me. I'm like I could sleep till noon. I've always yeah. had that. Ability. <laughs> like through since I was a child, I could just I just it is a skill like, set. No doubt. <laughs> um Emily's the same. If she could have her way, it would be. <laughs> yep. And that's the maybe thing, like yeah. nine a.m. wake ups. Yeah, Sam's the opposite. She's always awake, and I'm always, mm. always after her. So, but interesting, cool. All right, relatively quick on the end. We're gonna mm-hmm. throw in a little Premier League chat, and it's gonna be focused around uh, what we thought the most entertaining or best game of the weekend was there's some pretty great games um but I mean, I'll, I'll let sean lead with this because yeah you you take it from there because i think we all we think we all agree listen yeah all i gotta say is the boys did all right chelsea versus <laughs> man city one one no one expected chelsea to pull out the result that they did and honestly i've never been more proud of those young lads uh we had a good strategy city were off their game in terms of finishing, but we also defended really well, had great counterattacks. And I thought, honestly, I didn't really think we were going to win the game, but I was very happy with the draw. And that was sometimes the Premier League, the best games are the ones with the most tension, even if it doesn't have the most action. And I felt like that game mm-hmm. was just packed with tension. Chelsea gets mm-hmm. the goal. 
they're holding back city. The implications are huge on both sides. Like, can this young team finally click and beat the big dogs? And can city overcome the seemingly easy challenge to stay relevant in the title race for a week where Liverpool and, and Arsenal both won. Um, it was just a classic mm-hmm. low score, highly passionate game for me. That was, that was the game of the week in my biased opinion. I mean, totally agree. Yeah, I agree as well. It was it was a blast to watch. And you're probably going to hate me for saying this, but uh, it was very Mourinho-esque of parking the bus and yeah, getting absolutely. a counter-attacking goal. And then, I mean, City just poked and probed for so long. I mean, I'm looking at, yeah. they had 31 shots, five of, yeah. only five oh, of yeah. which were on target. But they they, just they were coming at us. get through. They couldn't get through. And, and the passion from the back line was was great like chelsea defended so well i was inspired i was like like, you know mm -hmm. we were i was amped watching that game and and honestly i i thought the substitutions actually kind of killed our chances like we i felt like we were Mm -hmm. defending comfortably and we took away our outlets for Mm -hmm. a counterattack. and pochettino just i think wanted to just lock it in and and understandably you're like we've made it this far against city let's just like take our yeah. winnings and right. and leave. But I, I actually didn't agree with some of his substitutions and, and thought we could have kept that pattern and at least maybe had a chance of like a two nil counterattack goal. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, one, one against a really good city team. I will take all day. It felt like a win. Dude, they just, they just kept hype. Like the pregame was also, exactly like like you said it was liverpool won four one mm-hmm. arsenal just won five nothing how many can city get on chelsea like yep. that was the conversations yeah and it was like you know they kept saying like oh well this is the best chelsea we've seen it's too bad for them that this is also the best city we've seen yeah mm-hmm. throughout the year and it was such a dial and then like you know we we were talking about Raheem Sterling, you know, just hot, hyping him up before he scored. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, not, not saying all the negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my he 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 made the game so exciting with that counterattack, and yeah. then to see, you know, Erling Holland totally misplaced two headers Man. that like mm-hmm. you know we're all sitting there like i think i would have hit the target friend like, yeah I'm not gonna he, had lie. A, he had a few of those <laughs> and quick call back to last week when we were talking about our underrated players of the season i said nicholas jackson yes he'll miss chances but he keep getting in he missed some sitters but he made that chelsea goal that little back heel flick to release mm-hmm. the pressure and then to get sent through to then play that assist to Raheem Sterling. Like that was the perfect example. Like he kept getting stuck in even after he Mm -hmm. like squandered a one-on-one though. He should have had a first time goal, but I digress. Um, Super fun, exciting game to watch. Finally. I I think one little shout out to uh, Chilwell. I thought he played real, real good. Him and Gusto, the outside backs were just, yeah. Yeah. Gusto was like in the fight of his life against Daku and did pretty damn well. He did well. He did very well, considering mm-hmm. how good and technical Daku is. Like he fast, he, he man. stood him up every time. So. Yeah, proud Chelsea fan. Fun game, a fun week for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll lose to Crystal Palace or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you had this week. You can come back to this podcast and you can be like, "Remember that time?" Yeah, remember the good old days. Chelsea and uh, 
for, for all the listeners out there, Cody's dealing with some, his headphones, I think have died. And I just, he's basically just, he's just, you know, looks like he's just swearing. I can't really <laughs> tell what he's doing. Cursing at the skies. I just got the, 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 the alarm that my uh, headphones are also on the brink of collapse. Yeah, mine probably are too. Yeah. Well, that's a good sign that I think episode six is in the books. Good work this week, gentlemen. I'm glad, you know, Sean got some traveling miles in there. Cody, I yeah, the the, the eight speedy ones in there. Killer. That super that, killer. I was I was all my questions were about that. So I'm glad we <laughs> got to talk about it even more. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks for making the time everybody. And uh, let's run some more miles this week. Every Monday. <laughs>